Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The hideaway is open tonight. I licked at it or whatever. You know, quicksand is that the equivalent is made out of dicks, 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 dicks. It's banter. What do you think about Brexit? What's that? Does that mean we won't have any cheese? Are you joking? You are a liar, actress. 100% white type on paper. Hello and welcome to She's Got the Chat. I am Mara. <laughs> I am coming at you live, not live, but coming at you from Costa Rica. And mm-hmm. I am sitting in my niece's bed because there's no Wi Fi in the room that Gabe and I are staying in. And if I sit anywhere else in the house, you will simply hear screaming children in the background. And that might still happen, but yeah. less. <laughs> so I apologize yes. in advance for my audio quality, but you want to know what? We usually take so much time, spend so much energy making sure that our audio quality is pristine and mm-hmm. I'm letting that go. And so can you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's only an episode or two. No exactly. big deal. NBD at all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we are here to give you the breakdown of week five, part one. These are going to be episodes 28 through 30 of Love Island All-Stars. This is a kind of another snooze fest for me. Agreed. Totally agreed. Even though I know there was like quote unquote drama, it was still kind of boring. Okay. Honestly, I love this because we did VPR Corner for part two of week four and those were like boring episodes. And now we're doing it for part one of week five and these are boring episodes. So like at least when Love Island is boring, we can talk about Vanderpump. Exactly, exactly. It's like it's really actually worked out. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and just for our listeners, uh, we've been talking about it a little bit in these episodes and also on our social media, but we're going to be covering in a more loose manner, not as uh, in-depth as our recaps here, uh, a couple different reality TV shows that Ari and I both like to watch. If you Which have a... 
right? Which is, it's quite a lot of them. So if you have a recommendation, I put up uh, four options in our Instagram story. They'll be up when you're listening to this episode. Um, So if you have a suggestion, you want to add a suggestion, please do. But also please feel free to vote on that story on which TV shows you want us to prioritize. We'll probably cover a couple. So yes, no worries. And just to give you a sense of what that's going to look like, it'll be much more like our uh, VPR corner segments where we're not going to be giving you a rundown of conversation to conversation, what happens, but just more general overview and what our main thoughts are. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and do our VPR corner. Okay. Obviously, I can't stop talking about it. So let's get into it. (laughs) Let's do it. So we pick up Vanderpump with Tom Sandoval's uh, birthday party. And Mm. the first note that I made was about a conversation that him and Schwartz had where he was bitching about James. Mm -hmm. I thought that Schwartz gave him really good advice. He basically said – I wrote the exact same thing. I wrote the same thing. I said Schwartz gave good advice to Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Basically what he said is he's like, people are going to keep coming at you. This is going to continue happening. And if you get as angry as you just did with James every time, it is going to have an extremely negative impact on your life. Yeah, exactly. I felt like this whole episode was everyone telling Tom that he needs to be humble and Sandoval being like incapable of understanding what that even looks like or sounds like. It is so wild to me. I really thought about it a lot because he keeps coming back to like, I have apologized. What do you want from me? And I'm like, do you think that you can just like apologize once and then go back to how things were when you had a seven month long affair with your girlfriend of a decade's best friend? Like, right. What did he expect the outcome of this to be? Right. Exactly. Uh, Should I just share my general thoughts on Sandoval from this episode now? Absolutely. Okay. I kept waffling back and forth between like, feeling bad for him but then also like no he like destroyed not just his relationship with his girlfriend but his relationship with the entire friend group because he basically shat where he ate or wherever whatever that's saying he shot in sir he shot on sir yeah he shot on sir in sir exactly exactly and i just like i can't imagine having to deal with what he's dealt with especially in the public eye but for him to not consider the ramifications of all of that before getting involved with Raquel, he either is so naive that he thought it would blow over and not be a big deal, or he's so short-sighted that he just simply did not ever consider the consequences. Mara, what was he supposed to do? Ariana wasn't having sex with him, and she was super mean to him all the time, <laughs> and like he just like didn't know what to do, okay? And he apologized. <laughs> He fucking apologized. No, sorry. He I said sorry. <laughs> I mean, I think, and I know that what some of the people on the show think and have said yeah. publicly is that he was hoping that he could break up with Ariana probably after mm-hmm. um, filming for what was that? Is it are we on season 11 now? Yeah. So after filming for season 10, and then oh my gosh, we're coming back for 11. And guess what? Like Sandoval and Raquel like have had this love affair and like now they're together. I think that he thought that he could orchestrate it in that way. I don't think he had a plan for what he was going to do if it came out, obviously, before then. And then to me, that feels short-sighted to think that you just weren't going to get caught. Yeah, totally. I think he's absolutely short-sighted. 
Ugh. Ugh. Such a... Ah, shit. I mean, it is rough, obviously. He talks to Lisa about having, like, suicidal thoughts. That was not surprising for me to hear. I'm not shocked that he felt that way. Yeah. And obviously, like, that is extremely important to take seriously. It's actually interesting because, like, obviously, a lot of my opinions are formed based on, like, my professional experiences. And I have experience with both abuse and now mental health and a lot of people who experience suicidal ideation. (laughs) So what I can tell you is that if somebody says that shit, you take it seriously. And I think that what Lisa Vanderpump said is absolutely right. Like we absolutely need to take that seriously because if you don't, you're going to regret it if something happens. However, is it also a tactic that people use to emotionally manipulate others? Also, yes. Absolutely. And I don't want to say, like, I in no way am meaning to imply that that wasn't real. And he, like, was the target of so much hate. And I'm sure horrific things have been said to him. And as always, like, we don't condone that. And even though we fucking hate Tom Sandoval, like, please don't contribute to that. Like, there's no need for it. Yeah. Yeah. It it was interesting. And I'm glad that you brought that up when you did because it, it is important for us to, like, acknowledge that that is valid upsetting and something that needs to be taken seriously yeah yeah just looking at my notes I'm realizing that all of my notes are just about how I felt about him watching this whole okay, episode I have, I have other notes because I was gonna say you go ahead yeah things. yeah go ahead so we now see them at emo night and a few things that I would like to point out number one is Lala's ITM what even is emo what band is emo yeah okay I thought I watching this I was like Mara is gonna be like oh my god Lala but I related to it so hard she goes like uh Nickelback (laughs) that was so funny I died laughing at that I oh my god I feel the exact same way (laughs) you don't know what emo music is Ari I mean like that kind of music I mean, you know, name a band that's not Nickelback that you know is emo. Um, tell me, tell me, you know one. Like, okay, if I had to name an emo band, yeah, I don't know. Third Eye you- Blind. Shut. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me right now? Is this a joke? Is this a bit? <laughs> no, Third Eye Blind is not I emo. I can't think of a no. song of theirs. It just sounds emo. Third Eye Blind is a semi charm kind of life. That's not emo. Semi Charm Cat? No. <laughs> like, it's like pop rock. Are you kidding me? Okay. Um, oh, Evanescence. Okay. That, yeah, okay, there okay. you go. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yes. <laughs> Third Eye Blind. This is what I'm you. I can't. so relatable to me. I was like, Lala is, has always <sighs> been, but like as time has progressed, is just my favorite person on the show. I love her. And yeah, I, she's so funny. Felt so seen by her. <laughs> I have been to emo night, obviously, uh, here in Baltimore, not in LA. LA one is, I mean, they go hard. Yes. Uh, here in Baltimore, they always do it at this bar called Auto Bar. It's really close to my house. It's very like grungy, very cool, great spot for emo night. But it's a lot smaller, and the stage is a lot smaller. They always let you get up on the stage and dance and sing along, if that's something that you want to do at emo night. But then occasionally they'll have it at Ram's Head which is a concert venue in Baltimore. And I went to that one time and they let you get up on that stage too. And that was even cooler. They just let every person get on the stage? If you want to get up on the stage, you just get up there. That seems unruly. Not as many people get up there as you think would. Okay. But it is just you. Just me. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's very fun. <laughs> um, the other thing that I loved about Emo Night was Sheena saying, you know, I never wanted to be a pop star. I always wanted to be like Gwen Stefani or Fergie, right. which like. Those are pop stars. I mean, maybe I'm just showing my music illiteracy, but I would say both of those people are pop stars. Right. I would agree with that. I thought I, I was like, maybe she's saying she didn't want to be like Ariana Grande level or like Britney right, Spears right, right. level. But I love that she's like, and I'm living out like that dream now. And it's like, girl, you like recorded a track. Oh, my God. I was dying. I was listening to Morally Corrupt, which is the Ringer reality pod where they discuss Bravo. Yeah. And <laughs> one of I think it was. Maybe like Juliet Littman. I don't know. Somebody on that show was saying that at BravoCon, they were selling or Sheena was selling her album. Mm. And her album was two songs. It was Good As Gold. Yeah. And Good As Gold Scream Over. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Or something like that. Emo version. I think yeah. it was Screamo. Yeah. But. Yeah. Uh, she called it in the show Screamo Emo song. I'm like, it's okay. Yeah, that's you can pick one or the other. It's pretty synonymous. Oh, okay. I mean, Screamo is emo music that is involves a lot of screaming. That's all it is. Oh, <laughs> I mean, if I were to name that genre, I would also call it Screamo. Not every emo song is screaming. No, I'm just saying if I were to name the genre, oh. the subsection of emo music in which they scream, I would call it screamo. Yes, definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> okay, so then we see Ariana and Katie. They're getting IVs because they're hungover queens. And the only thing of note that I really took out of this conversation is them talking about how they weren't really sure. Specifically, Katie isn't sure how close she wants to be with Sheena. Mm -hmm. Because they feel like she's just flip floppy and is going to like try to maintain relationships right. with the Toms. Right. I think it's really easy for Katie and Ariana, obviously, to take a hard line stance on the Toms. Of course. It's very difficult for everybody else in the friend group to do that. Well, right. But also, like, they're each other's built in allies in this situation because even though their breakup divorce happened very differently, mm -hmm. they were both in very long-term relationships with them, friends in that context, now friends outside of that context, and now both not with them. So of course they are going to be each other's built-in allies. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I just like, don't know how they're supposed to do the, t the TV show. If they're not, if they're, I don't know how this is ever going to get resolved. I, I feel like Ariana just wants it to be a standoff and she's like, I'm not going to fucking leave because I'm not going to leave my house either because this is all his fucking fault. I'm going to stay here. I yeah. won't record film with him, but like he can fucking leave the show. Yeah. I bet that's what she would say. It's going to be a standoff because there's no fucking way he's taking himself out of the limelight. He loves it too much. Well, do you think that they're all going to go to Tahoe together? I cannot imagine Ariana agreeing to go to Tahoe with Schwartz and Sandoval. Agreed. I cannot see that happening. Agreed. But I know the trip happens. I don't know who's on it. Mm. We'll have to wait and see. I, like, took this so personal. It's weird how, like, seeing this felt, like, more personal than some of the other drama, I guess, just because of all the outside stuff. But it's also, like, this was, like, a very real situation that happened. Like, this wasn't just, like, fodder for a TV show. And so I feel like the fallout of the, of the affair, I'm like, oh, no, like. I feel bad for everybody because I'm like, I don't blame Ariana for not wanting to be around these people. And I feel bad for Sheena for having to like pick these sides. 
and James, etc. And it's like, how is anyone supposed to navigate this? Schwartz. Yeah. Yes. You know, every time I feel bad for Schwartz, though, I do remind myself that like he definitely knew about the affair. I know. And how complicit he was. And then I feel less bad for him. I know. I know. I agree. I also I know last week we talked a lot about Ariana and Tom in the house. And then this week I kind of had a change of heart because when he was like talking to Lisa about it, and Lisa's like, why don't you just be a gentleman and leave? And I was like, yeah, actually, that's exactly what he should have done. He right. was the one who fucked up. He should have just left. Okay, well, that's exactly where we're at. So we now see that <laughs> chat between LVP and Sandoval. And they have that conversation. She is being pretty frank with him. She's definitely taken some heat. And I think is going to take heat later on in the season for, like, taking his side a little bit too much, mm-hmm. babying him a little bit too much. But I felt like she was pretty – like, handled this conversation pretty well. Yeah. And Tom simply screams at her and says, why are you attacking me? I know. He sucks. <laughs> or what the, like, this is, like, this is, I think, where I was really formulating that thought of, like, what did he think was going to happen? Like, at his apology, right, once it's all out there, like, what did he think was going to happen at that point? That he could just apologize once to everyone involved yeah. and then things could just go back to how they were and Ariana would just leave the house and he could be with Raquel? Like, yeah. Is that what he thought? Yeah. I think he is dying for everyone to just get over it and move on. And no one will ever get over this. No. Like, this is with him forever. For the rest of his life. The sooner he realizes that, the better he will be. I still don't think he's realized that. Oh, definitely not. Absolutely not. Not after that Vial podcast. podcast. Yeah. The Nick Vial. Yes, exactly. Whoa. So let's briefly talk now about Lisa and Schwartz talking about the situation. Well, obviously, this is where it came up that they would go to Tahoe. And she was basically like putting Tom in this very Libra position that we've discussed that he puts himself into of like you. It is on you to bring the group back together. Yeah. I thought was actually kind of hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) Like poor uh, poor Schwartz. Mm -hmm. The only note that I really thought was interesting from this conversation outside of that was that they both agreed that the punishment does not fit the crime. Yeah. I feel like the punishment absolutely fits the crime. However, Mm -hmm. I also understand that they are extremely famous and on the show. And like I said, I'm sure that Sandoval is getting horrific things sent to him, commented on his things, DM'd to him, said to him in public, I'm sure. However, it goes back to the foresight. Like, you know how public of a figure you are, and therefore you have to live your life in an extra fucking careful way. You do. You do. I'm not saying it's justified the hate that he's receiving, but I don't see him as the victim in that yeah. because he had all the information and he made his own choices. I agree. I think, like, the only part of it that probably is too far is probably how much public backlash he's gotten for it. Like you said, obviously, he's a public figure, so that is kind of inevitable. But as far as, like, his personal life, I think the punishment fits the crime. I mean, he cheated on his girlfriend. He slept with someone in the friend group. Like, I'm just imagining, like, this happening in my friend group. Like, it would just it would just rock everything and everyone. Well, it would be, like, right, like, you, you guys have been together for, like, 10 years, right? Right, right. Okay, great. So it would be like Lucas having an affair with Helen. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. that would be wild. <laughs> For seven months. Yeah. And then being like, you should – can I just buy you out of the house, Mara? Right. And I apologize to you once. Like <laughs> – Yeah, it would, it would absolutely destroy 
everything. Like it, it, yeah. It's weird to me that he is so. I don't know. I really think like he thinks it can get back to normal, and it's never going to be that. I think both. I think Schwartz also. Schwartz thinks, like, this will that. eventually just get back to normal. Mm-hmm. It's not and every time he's confronted with the fact that that's not the case. He freezes like he just simply doesn't know how to handle it i know i know okay <sighs> let me see what else oh i wrote <laughs> oh god is short short's gonna try to get them all together that's so libra this will be his storyline all season yeah i think it will be i don't know how they're gonna draw those lines i don't know how they're gonna figure it out i'm very curious to see how this tahoe trip goes down me too me too <sighs> man I don't know. It's I I just have such a hard time. It's just because it's so like I think like cheating is not like the worst thing in the world, but like the fact that he did it with her friend is what is really what makes it bad. It's also not cheating. Like it's not just like he slept with someone else once. It was like an ongoing affair. Yeah. Yeah, right. And it just that's going to cut it all up. I mean, and gosh, think back to that season, Mara. Like, think about – I know this isn't something that Sandoval did, but, like, think about the conversations that, like, Raquel was having in that season with Ariana. I know. About, like, being attracted to him and stuff like, like that. Like, sex life and all that other stuff. Yes. Yeah. No, it was insidious is, I think, the word I love. Very for. insidious. I agree. Because they were always lying and sneaking. Yeah. Like, it's hard for anyone to forgive that. You know? Of course. So. Of course. And in, under any other circumstances, he would just be – gone yeah but unfortunately it's not up to the friend group it's up to bravo and of course they want both tom and ariana to still both be on the show right so there's not much they can do about that yeah okay last thing of note we see a conversation between sandoval and sheena yeah in the iconic sir alleyway the very same alleyway in which we were first introduced to tom and tom's butt tattoos (laughs) god forgot about those tattoos (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, isn't it great to think that they still have those? <laughs> yes, definitely. Didn't Schwartz get his removed? I thought. Uh, I was thinking. I don't think he got it removed. Did he? I was thinking about how he like tried to like make Bubba platonic, and he started calling her Bub or something. And he was like, "That's like our friend name now." That <laughs> 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 like the last. Yeah, I think. I don't think Sandoval has had his oh, ew, horrendous, hideous. Ariana butt tattoo removed. Oh my god. How embarrassing for him. How embarrassing for both of them. I know. Anyway, what did you think of this convo? Um, I loved Sheena in it. I loved how when she saw him at inside at Sir and like just like looked at him and was like, I'm not engaging with the way that she was literally like, You think I'm gonna talk to you in front of other people? so good it was so good she's like we could go in the back Sheena I feel like to me has I like her so much more this season than I have in previous seasons and I think she handled this conversation with Tom really well she's really cold toward him but he kind of deserved that oh I felt really uncomfortable watching him during this this conversation because he was like trying to be light and funny and crack jokes with her and she was just like this is not the relationship that we have. He was like, oh, you look so cool. And she was sitting there just like glaring at him. Yeah. Like stone face. Yeah. I said that he is such a narcissist. He's incapable of humbling himself. And like watching him as a villain is really interesting. He's a great villain. But it's also like 
uncomfortable because he just his general demeanor feels insidious. Yes. Okay, speaking of him being a narcissist, (laughs) my favorite part of their conversation Mm -hmm. is Sheena says to him, everything you're doing is the definition of a narcissist, and a narcissist won't admit that they're a narcissist. (laughs) What is Tom Sandoval's response? That's why Lala won't admit she's one. (laughs) What? It fucking skews me, sir. Like, the deflection is so blatant. Yeah. Like, so shockingly unshrouded in any kind of excuse or connection or reasoning it's just like no don't look at me look over there yeah she's like what the fuck she goes well that's really offensive and she's one of my best friends right and then, like the conversation is over. <laughs> <sighs> he didn't take tom's advice going into this conversation with sheena it's like we have that no, at the start of the episode. The conversation with LVP. He's just right. not going to take the advice. Yeah, because he doesn't know how to do that. But yeah, and Sheena, Sheena basically gave him the same advice. Like you need to like take yourself down a couple pegs, bro, because no one, otherwise no one is going to forgive you for this. I really do think that like if he were a different person and had handled this with a lot more grace and like – I really fucked up and like, here's, here's exactly what I'm doing to make it better. And I'm going to go ahead and give you the house, Ariana. I'm not going to be a dick about this. And like doing these things like that actually showed that he genuinely cares and genuinely realizes that he messed up. Or even shows that even if he didn't genuinely care that he could take himself out of the situation enough or take the advice of those around him enough to know that that would just be the right fucking thing to do. Yeah. Then I think maybe there's a chance he could have, a slight edge of redemption, but I eventually, eventually, I don't think redemption is anywhere close the path to happening. That he is on no. will never get him there. No, and I, it does make me worried because, like, we all know that the show was on the chopping block until Scandal. Right. Like, what is this going to be if they insist that Ariana and Tom both stay on the show and continue to? not be able to engage with each other i agree i agree i don't know what that's going to look like for people for them for everyone yeah vpr corner might turn into roa corner because we are going to have an amazing next season of real housewives of atlanta oh boy to catch the fuck up. i really have a lot of seasons to get through i'll do my best <laughs> how many i think i'm on season three <laughs> okay 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 i'll do it that. gets Okay, even like no, I mean, I like it. I like it. No, 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 but like, no, it's gonna be so much better. Okay. Like, in two to three seasons, you're gonna be like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. I believe that. I know the early seasons are a slog, they always are. They yeah. always are. Okay, a little bit of business before we get into a recap. As always, we have a Discord, and you can find the link for that in our Instagram bio. Please, 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 please leave us a review on Apple and or Spotify. If you leave us a review, we will read it on the show. Please share this podcast with a friend. And we have a couple corrections to make up front. Yes. One, Georgia Harrison. We had made a comment last uh, week during one of our episodes that she was wearing a lot of clothes to the hideaway with Anton. A couple of our listeners very kindly reminded us that Georgia Harrison has been a victim of revenge porn, and that is likely the reason for why she's been covered up. And important to note yeah. as well going into this episodes that we're going to cover because she does the heart rate challenge. I think that's tied to it as well. 
Sorry, Georgia. I totally, yes. I apologize if anything that we said was insensitive because we were absolutely not thinking about that. Yeah. Does this make me think, oh, that's what it is. She's really into Anton and she just is, you know, traumatized from this justifiably traumatizing thing that happened to her. No, No. (laughs) I still don't think she's into Anton. No, I don't think she's into Anton either, but I do recognize that she covered up and hasn't been acting that sexual because of her trauma. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. The only other correction, this one's a little bit silly. Uh, I have thought that Molly was a Cancer and she's not. She's actually a Taurus. So are her and Colin both Taurus? Yeah, they're both Tauruses. And Jess, Jess is also a Taurus. Fascinating. uh, Do we know what Tom is? I could check. Uh, Very fun. Love Island actually posted that on their Instagram today. Everyone's sign. There it is. Um, Tom is a Virgo. Hmm. So Taurus Virgo. That's not that bad. That's good. Yeah, that's good. That's what Evan and Helen are, actually. Oh, my gosh. Evan, so sorry (laughs) about the implication from earlier. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, these matches are interesting, but we don't have to talk about that right now. (laughs) Okay. We'll we'll get into our actual episode. (laughs) Let's get into it. Let's chat. So we start off with episode 28 and the Islanders are saying goodbye to Chris. Toby is crying in his ITM. Poor Tobes has just like had all his best friends axed the past little bit of time here. Maya sits down with Chris and he kind of jokes about being unhappy and then he's like, no, I'm happy. I'm fine. And he divulges to her that he has had a crush. He has been harboring feelings for Joanna for four years. Yeah, that was a lot. I did not know that. Yeah. He wants to have a conversation with her on the outside. And then we see Arabella and Adam chat. He's like, you are so flirty. You flirt with everyone. Everyone talks about this this episode. People Mm. are like, Arabella has a game. Yeah. And it's true. He says that he wants something serious and really knows what he wants at this point in his life. And then in the morning, we see Callum mistake Eve for Jess. (laughs) He's like giving out the coffee and she's like, yeah. it's, uh, I'm Eve. Awkward. <laughs> He's like, I know you looked tired. That's what he should have done. Right. Like you looked. And then go make different. one for Jess immediately. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when we see our co-ed chats, Adam says that he plans to chat to everyone and get to know them. And Arabella shares that she feels like everything makes sense now. She thinks that Adam is the right person for her. Callum and Jess are sharing that they made out a bunch in bed. And Jess says that initially she is not interested in Adam. And then we see Harrison and Steele make Anton and Toby breakfast. Adam and Jess chat and they talk about how hard it can be to be a bombshell. She's like, I'm super happy with how things are going with Callum, but I am still open the fact that she was like, I don't really want to get to know Adam in the first place. I was kind of like, okay. Yeah. He's got to talk to everyone, as they say. Callum and Josh then chat. Callum says he thinks that things are going well with Jess, but he hasn't talked to her about where she's at. Casey, Callum, and Tom then chat, and Casey says that he and Eve get along, but he doesn't think he's found a spark with her yet. And Casey is thinking of ending things with Eve soon. He says he's jealous of Tom and his easy ride. 
Adam and Eve. This is funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adam and Eve chat. Adam says that he has cheated in the past. He identifies cheating with being with a lack of discipline, but he feels like he has grown up. He's taken accountability for his actions. I kind of hated that. With the lack of discipline comment? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's true that may be a part of it, but it just feels like a very simplistic, like, mm-hmm. men are just animals and we have to control our urges. And I wasn't able to do that when I was younger, but now I can. Yes. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's a very simplistic way of looking at cheating. It's a lot more complicated. And it's much more often a reflection of you and your relationship with yourself than it is a reflection of you and your relationship with your partner. Agree. Toby then gets a text. The Islanders are going to be having a pink party. This is very Barbie. It is the nighttime in the villa and Jess makes the toast. Arabelle and Adam are up on the terrace. Adam says that he feels like they gravitate toward each other and it's effortless with them. Arabella talks about her turn-ons. She says that she loves confidence, humor, emotional intelligence, and they end up kissing. Callum and Sophie then chat. Callum asks how Eve is feeling about Casey, and he tells Sophie to check in to see if Eve and Casey are on the same page. Sophie's like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about here? Give me a little bit more. And Callum is like, well, I think Casey's confused. I think Casey likes her, but he's not sure if it can be something on the outside. He's like, but Casey's going to talk to her about it. This was so funny. He was trying so hard to just be like, hey, like, Check in on your friend. And Sophie was like, no, 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 no. Tell me exactly the words that came out of Casey's mouth. Yes. <laughs> I like, was like, oh, fuck. Like, I really didn't. I took oh, myself into a hole here. Big time. Big time. Big time. Yes. I love that. <laughs> me that too. So, so we now see Sophie pull Eve and Jess onto the terrace. And she relays to them what Callum told her. Jess is like, don't let Casey make you feel less. Eve feels like that is super muggy of him. And then this is one of my favorite parts of this episode. Eve essentially just stays on the terrace, but yells and then just has various people come to have conversations yes. with her. Yes. And I loved it for her. Iconic. <laughs> I agree. It was great. Like, Callum, Casey, get up here. So first she yells over for Casey to come up, and then we see Jess and Sophie leave. She tells him what she heard, and he clarifies that he doesn't have a spark with her yet, but denies saying that he didn't see a future with her. This is a very reminiscent of Callum and Georgia, which actually is making me wonder if Callum, and bringing it up to Sophie, was feeling sensitive because he had the same thing happen to him. Mm. I think people who say, like, oh, we just don't have a spark yet – personally I think you have to start with a spark I don't think that that is something that grows I think it can diminish but I don't think you can just like create something out of nothing I agree it's always weird to me when the islanders talk about like oh you know like it can get there it can get there I'm like can it get there I don't really just have to say that because if there's not another option for them yeah I mean here we see what happens to Casey and Eve anyway but essentially that's what he tells her and then she pulls up Callum as well and then she's like what did Casey say did he say that he doesn't see a future with me and Callum is like no he did not say that which to be fair is what he told Sophie Casey said right that's true (laughs) Casey apologizes to her that other people got involved he was like I just think that's that because clearly we don't have a spark yeah Casey at least 
from the conversation that we saw, we did not see Casey say that he didn't see a future with her, I don't think. No, he just said the thing about the spark. spark. And then what Callum relayed to Sophie was that he didn't see a future on the outside. Right. But I think that's because he was trying to – he didn't expect to have to give her specifics about what was said. He was really just trying to be like, hey, go check on your girl. And she was like, tell me exactly what the fuck he said. And he kind of panicked. Yeah, you're right. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> We now see Josh get a Kai Gottfie, and the public have been voting for their favorite couple. Arabella and Adam as the newest couple were excluded from the vote, but the couples with the fewest votes are at risk of being dumped. (laughs) You said, what is this Green Day cover? Wait, is Green Day email? I, Green Day. Green Day is sort of one of those, like, border bands. I would say a lot of people who like Green Day also like emo music. But Green Day came out in the 90s. They were more much popular in the 90s. And thus, I think they lean a little bit more rock than emo. Emo is very much, like, early 2000s pop punk genre. Got it. Okay. That's my musical analysis. I will say, though, the album American Idiot by Green Day is very emo. I don't want to be an American idiot. That's got Boulevard of Broken Dreams, a very oh, emo that's song. that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. I want this lonely road. Sorry. The only one that I have ever known. Don't know where it goes. This is just a, a song now. We're just recording a song. A cover. Let's do it. Our three vulnerable couples are Sophie and Josh, even Casey and Georgia Steele and Toby. Fascinating that Sophie mm-hmm. and Josh were in the bottom. I was surprised to see that as well. The couple with the fewest votes and therefore dumped from the island is Casey and Eve. We see all the islanders say goodbye. Of course, Jess is like, what am I going to do without you? Don't you feel like it would be a red flag for you if you were dating Jess or Eve that like they literally can't be apart from each other? Yeah, that is – Got to be the biggest concern about dating a twin who is like deeply attached to their twin. It's crazy. Also, it's crazy. What do you think it is about Jess and Eve that Jess is so much better at this game? I have been thinking about this as well. I don't know what it is that Jess is doing differently than Eve, but she is better at this game than Eve is. Maybe Jess is playing it cooler, potentially. It's so hard for me to even see a difference in their gameplay, but Jess has made it farther and been in stronger couples both times. I have a theory. I think, Tell me. I think Jess is the hotter twin. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. I don't see a difference between them personally. They look exactly, <laughs> exactly the same to me. They look exactly the same. <laughs> but I think in real life, I think that these men think that Jess is the hotter twin. <laughs> could be i guess (laughs) or maybe jess is funnier than eve because even callum was coupled up with eve on On the original season season. yeah but he was like not nowhere now he's like all about jess i know yeah it's very peculiar sound off in the comments (laughs) please Um, So we see Maya sit down with Casey and Eve, and she's asking about Georgia Harrison. Casey's like, I am a strong believer if it didn't work out the first time, it just won't work out. Why does everything he says, he just sounds like such a fuckboy, no matter what he's saying to me? (laughs) Because he is one. (laughs) 
Maya asks Eve if she wishes that she had picked someone else. And she's like, no, like no regrets. There's no one else that I would have wanted to get to know. She says she's not mad at Casey. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And then they get asked about Justin Callum. And both Eve and Casey report that they feel like they get along super well. Maya asks if Tom and Molly hadn't been coupled up, would anything have happened between Casey and Molly? And Casey kind of avoids the question and just says he's rooting for them to win. Yeah, when Maya asked this question, I thought she was asking Casey that if Tom and Molly hadn't coupled up, could anything have happened between, happened Casey between and Tom? Him and Tom? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Maya's asking the real question. Oh my God, that's so funny. They did kiss on the lips when they said goodbye. Exactly. I was just like, oh my God, she's doing it. And then I was like, oh, she's talking about Molly. (laughs) That is so funny. I wish I had interpreted it that way because that sounds like a really exciting moment. It was like a quick moment of excitement. (laughs) And then I was like, fuck. (laughs) It's like, I forgot he was into Molly. Duh. LOL. I know. (laughs) Then we are moving into episode 29. Jess and Callum have a chat. Jess is sad. They talk about being shocked that Sophie and Josh were in the bottom. And then we see a chat between Georgia Steele and Toby. Georgia says she expected to be in the bottom. And they talk about who they have upset in the villa. She She is worried that Toby is disappointed in her and that she's like bringing down the team, bringing down the couple. Because she keeps saying, you're great. Like, mm-hmm. everyone must love you because you're so great. So us being on the bottom, it has to be about me. Yeah. Toby's like, it's probably not me. I mean, it's probably not just you. <laughs> it's like, it's an interesting play on her part. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it's a pretty good one. It is. It's a humble Because play. what it's doing is it's both telling him you are, like, I, how much she likes him. Mm-hmm. But also, it's like an implied give me some validation (laughs) yes but also to the audience it's very much I recognize what I have done on my end of things to make us as a unit look bad and like maybe take pity on us a little bit because we do really like each other yeah I guess but it's strange to me because I think Toby's fucked up a lot more than she has I agree but she must not see it that way (laughs) I mean and she really is being told like you're fucking Right, right. Josh and Sophie then chat. They are sad to see Eve go, and Sophie hopes the public can see what they have, but she doesn't care because they're happy with each other. It is then morning in the villa, and we see a co-ed chat. Georgia Steele says she's obsessed with Toby. 
Sophie says that Josh is being more soppy with her. Tom tells Josh to just tell Sophie exactly how he feels. Josh says he's scared about opening up. Adam says that things with Arabella are going well. And then we see Molly and Callum make breakfast together. My first thought is we just watched five whole minutes of Callum and Molly making breakfast together. They must not have had anything to show us. That was your first thought or that was your thought? That was my first thought. My second thought was that they're trying to push this narrative that Callum and Molly should get back together. But why show us five whole minutes of them making breakfast together? You have no content. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you think? I, I hear that. I do think there's something interesting about like, like the conversation that they're having during it, like talking about like, oh, remember when you taught me how to make French toast? Well, he was like, have I, did I never teach you how to do this? And she was like, no, da, da, da. Well, maybe he taught her something else. I don't know. They're definitely like reminiscing a little bit and then yeah. talking about like, he's like, what's Tom's favorite breakfast? She's like, I don't know. What's Jess's? He's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that this is setting the scene for more of just like a friendship redemption story mm. storyline. Mm-hmm. But I guess time will tell. Time will tell. Ugh, they do have good energy together. Absolutely they do. Yeah. I kind of yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily for us to say what that energy is. I know that's our our job. I know that that's our job, but we get paid $24. In that $27. $27 when I picked this morning, Ari. Oh my God. <laughs> then Molly and Tom, Callum and Jess have breakfast together. You know, they're like, isn't this funny that we're doing this? Jess talks about how she misses Eve yet again. And Tom says he misses Casey. This breakfast was, not, I was like, this is 10 minutes of nothing. To me. It does make sense though because of course Eve and or <laughs> Jess and Tom are the most impacted by the dumping the night before. So I think True. that's why they did this. That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, I agree. It wasn't it wasn't giving, Mm-mm. but it happened. <laughs> Georgia Harrison and Josh then chat and they discuss how it's important to be vulnerable in relationships, and Josh feels like he has found what he wants. He then gets a text. Tonight, the Islanders will be participating in the heart rate challenge. It is then nighttime and the girls go first. Arabella is wearing like not really a costume. She's kind of like lingerie. Mm-hmm. She does pretty well dancing around. Jess has an S&M cowgirl vibe. She did good. She did a lot of the same stuff. Just kind of like shook her butt in everybody's face. Georgia Harrison is dressed up as a bunny. All she does is blow rose petals and then she walks back. <laughs> Molly goes next. She's wearing this little pink number. She does pretty well. She's really hot. Sophie goes next. She's wearing a black outfit. She's got like a whip. She did decently. She lets Josh spank her with the whip. That got a good laugh from everybody. And then Georgia Steele goes last. She's a, like a little police officer in handcuffs. All of these outfits were a lot more like sexy, I think, than other ones have been. Usually they're more of like a costume. These were a lot more like lingerie. Is it usually, usually the they're fight? like a lingerie costume? I love Mean Girls. Yeah, that's a good point. But Georgia Steele goes all in, and I was like, "Yeah, she was in games. She knows how to win this." Mm-hmm. <laughs> we see the boys go next, and Anton goes first. He's a cowboy. He rides in on like a horse on a stick, and he says that. His name is like Woody or something. Mm-hmm. Like from Toy Story, I assume. Well, right, but also 
Or also a boner. <laughs> right. And then also the wood of the wooden horse that is where his dick is. It works on a lot of levels. It I does. see you, Anton. It's clever. <laughs> clever joke. He puts sunscreen all over him. He pulls his breath spray out of his dick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Callum comes in. He's a football player. He picks up Jess. He humps the ground. <laughs> I honestly am proud of us for making $27 for talking about this. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh, when I said that. So I was like, honestly, the fact we're making any money for being like Callum then humps the ground. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's great. I love it. I'm glad people like so it. He's an astronaut. <laughs> I thought that he would maybe like take this whole fit off, but he doesn't. He he takes like the hot top of it off and then ends up just kind of like holding it. Right. As he does the rest of his dance, he does a flipperoony move with Georgia Steele. That was cool. She seems very happy. Mm-hmm. Josh is a vampire. He is being very silly. He's just kind of like trying to bite all of them to be good at this game and we've talked about this before I actually think that there is a level of just like fear yeah <laughs> that definitely helps yeah I agree I don't know if that helped for Josh but <laughs> yeah no fear definitely works <laughs> surprise is like yes. the best way to do it we see Tom now and he's just like a devil I agree with your thoughts which are just that he loves this and he did well yeah he loved it so much Adam comes out now. He's a gladiator. He does a lot for Arabella. So we now see our results. Josh's heart rate was raised the most by Sophie. Anton's heart rate was raised the most by Molly. Adam's heart rate was raised the most by Georgia Steeple. Toby's was raised the most by Arabella. There was a moment where Georgia Steeple and Arabella are like, well, at least we switched. Mm, Right. (laughs) Tom's heart rate was raised the most by Georgia Steele. Hey. Callum's heart rate was raised the most by Molly. Mm-hmm. They keep kind of saying, like, it's just a game, it's just a game. And then at some point, I think Arabella's like, it's not a game. And one of them is like, it's not a game. And someone else is like, it's just a game. <laughs> <laughs> the entire show is a game. Yeah, the whole My friends, my islanders, it's all a game. Yeah, exactly. Play the game. You'll do well. Harrison's heart rate was raised the most by Tom. Sophie's was raised the most by Josh. Steele's was raised the most by Toby. Arabella's was raised the most by Adam. Jess's heart rate was raised the most by Adam as well. And then Molly's was raised the most by Callum. (laughs) They then give us some results that, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think we've ever seen before. No, I don't think so. So usually what they'll then say is, like, the team who raised the other's heart rates more was the girls. Right. Or the boys, but usually the girls. Yeah. That's not what we get here. Instead, we get the couple who raised each other's heart rate the most was Sophie and Josh. And the couple who raised each other's heart rate the least was Molly and Tom. Ouch. This is where... It becomes clear to me that the producers are saying, okay, here's the storyline for the rest of the season. Yeah. Let's fucking destroy our strongest couple. Yes. (laughs) Yes. 
Let's try to put Molly and Callum back together and destroy that. Destroy Molly and Tom, our top Correct. couple from like two weeks ago. Two comments really quickly. Before the heart rate challenge, I don't remember when this happened, but there was just a very cute conversation with Josh and Sophie. Mm-hmm. And I found myself like grinning, like cheesing, watching it. And I was like, oh my God, what's happening? And then Josh also I has a very interesting ITM during his performance in mm-hmm. the heart rate challenge. He says that he brought the inner shades of his 50 gray. <laughs> what? The inner shades of his 50 gray? Goes, Is that what it's called? Oh my God. <laughs> wow. <Anyway>. Woof, Josh. <laughs> Well, moving into episode 30, we start off with a conversation between Georgia Steele and Toby. They talk about the heart rate challenge, and Toby says that her dancing was the best. They're flirting a lot. They're cuddling a lot. They're kissing a lot. I was like, get a fucking room, you two. You are all over each other. Mm -hmm. Sophie and Jess then chat, and Jess says it's awkward that Callum and Molly raised each other's heart rates the most. Jess ITMs that Callum is very reassuring toward her, but she feels like she might need to be careful. And this keeps coming back, too. Tom and Molly then chat and they talk about her heart rate getting raised by Callum and Molly says it doesn't make any sense. She tells Tom not to deep it. And Molly had a feeling that his heart rate would get raised the most by Georgia Steele. And Tom says, well, I felt like I was buzzing when you walked out. And Molly says that she was annoyed at Georgia Steele for asking Molly if she was okay after the results came out. Mm -hmm. I think there's like nothing Georgia can do right when it comes to Molly. Given their history. Yeah, at this point. yeah. Georgia Steele and Sophie then chat, and Georgia says it's awkward with the Tom situation. Sophie is trying to like dig into this a little. Sophie's like, I feel like I see you guys flirting a lot. Georgia Steele kind of shuts this down. She's like, No, I feel like I'm with the right person. There's like nothing there with Tom. Sophie and Molly are then up on the terrace and they have a chat, and Sophie asks if Molly was annoyed about the results. Molly says she knows that her and Callum. And Tom and Georgia Steele have been intimate in the past. She suspects that's why these heart rates were raised. And that's, like, very logical. I mean, yes, that's my take as well. Yeah, like, your ex is up there. It's, like, awkward. You're like, ah, like, we fucked and you're grinding on me. Yeah, especially with your uh, new partner right next to you. Or, like, watching from afar. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. Sophie then brings up Tom and Georgia Steele and her conversation with Georgia. She tells Molly that Georgia said that there was nothing there with Tom. And Sophie's like, but I don't really know. Molly's like, I don't really know either. Sometimes I feel like Georgia does stuff that makes me wonder. Like Georgia's still being flirtatious with Tom. And then Sophie brings up that Georgia Steele said that she had told Tom she wasn't interested in him. And Molly's like, well, Tom told me that he was the one who said that. And I don't think we ever saw a conversation where either of them really shut it off. Correct. I don't think so either. Yeah. It just sort of like I was con- fizzled. so confused by this. I was like, from our perspective, it just fizzled. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So Molly then wonders if Tom isn't shutting things down with her like he needs to. Then later in bed, there's this weird interaction between Tom and Molly. She's like chuckling at him saying, it's just like me and you. And then he gets like, mad at her because he thinks that she's mad at him yeah and he's like you can't you need to trust me da, 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 da. and she's just like laughing it was very bizarre i felt like is she like half asleep or what's going on here i don't know it felt like with all of this with that conversation that supposedly happened between tom and george Steele, where one of them was shutting it down with the other 
And with whatever the context is with this fight here, I don't think that we're seeing a lot of context. I agree. Yeah. In the morning, we see Anton bring Harrison coffee in bed. And she's like, you being moody has an effect on me. And he says, I feel like you've been moody. Mm. And we get our co-ed chats. And Jess says, it's not ideal that Callum's heart rate raised for Molly. Tom says that it's super weird that Molly's was raised by Callum. (laughs) And he really doesn't think that Molly should deep it regarding himself and Georgia Steele. That's so annoying. It's so annoying. It's the same thing. It's the same situation. Georgia Steele brings up the heart rate to Josh and Adam and is like, I kind of got my head bit off by Molly when I asked if she was okay. And the boys are like, it's just because it's you and like all of the context, obviously, and history that they've created with each other in this villa. Molly and Sophie now discuss how Georgia Harrison and Anton haven't been talking very much. Anton says to Arabella and Adam in the kitchen that he feels like since his love language is physical touch and he knows that that is not hers, there's a disconnect. Yeah. Anton wants to talk to her about how he's feeling, but he's just kind of going with the the flow and he thinks that the feelings are becoming more real on both ends. Molly and Tom now chat and they have literally the exact conversation that they had the night before. I actually was like, wait, did I already see this episode? Yeah, I know. Molly is like, I just feel like I can't always be honest with you when you get angry. And then they talk about the heart rate challenge and exactly the same thing that happens is he's like, I just wish that I had raised your heart rate the most. And she's like, I could say the same about you. Like they lit two times. Yeah. Back to back. They have the same conversation. Yeah. I I felt this way a lot watching these episodes. Just like this is the same shit. It's the same shit over and over and over and over over again. Molly brings up what Sophie said about Georgia Steele and Tom reiterates that he doesn't have any feelings for her. And it's like, okay, well then stop bringing up Molly and Callum. Yeah, definitely. Georgia Harrison and Arabella now chat and Arabella says Anton is questioning if she even likes him. She says that she's not used to being with someone who needs so much reassurance. And Arabella says that they should have a conversation and discuss their differences. Georgia Harrison and Anton now chat. And he says that he has feels, obviously, for her and is starting to overthink things. And he thinks that he is just a more affectionate person than she is. He likes to show his love through acts of service and physical touch. And some days she can be affectionate, but other days he's not. But other days she's not, and he ends up deeping it, and that's kind of why he's been more reserved. Georgia Harrison says that she has her walls up because of her past. I mean, obviously, like, whatever she's comfortable with, it feels like there's just kind of, like, an implied understanding of what has happened in her past amongst the Islanders and some of the audience. Yeah. I would love to hear about it but also like I don't want to say she should talk about it yes I agree it would be nice like obviously we know about it but we like you know kind of forgot about it so it's like nice to have those reminders of like what she's dealing with and what she's referring to she wouldn't have to necessarily get into like lots of details about it but just like some information would be nice right because you're saying because of my past Mm -hmm. like Tell us what that means. I think this is a theme of the season, but Georgia Harrison has pretty much been good at explaining things. This is, again, so valid for her not to want to get into, but it's just like, honestly, then just don't bring it up because it's just 
doesn't add anything or don't put it in the show, you know? Right. She does feel like her and Anton, though, are super compatible when they're both high energy and they agree that they both genuinely really like each other. Molly and Tom now each get a text while the girls are getting ready and the boys are getting ready. Tonight, they will see how the public rate them in a couple of sorts challenge. And Mara, things are about to get dramatic. Very. Tonight. Tonight on Love Island. Yeah. Uh, this was, I don't know. I, it was kind of dumb what ends up happening. Like, they get really worked up over something that feels kind of small, in my personal opinion, but. Completely agree. Completely Let's, agree. We'll get into it. So it's nighttime in the villa, and the way that this game works is they are asked a question. The Islanders have to place a couple in first, second, and third, and then the results of what the public have been voting are revealed. So for the first question, who is the hottest couple? The Islanders say in first place is Tom and Molly, and second is Adam and Arabella, and third is Toby and Georgia. The public say... Molly and Tom in first place, Jess and Callum in second, and Sophie and Josh in third. Sort of surprised me. I think Arabella should be in that in most contexts, but not with Adam. Got it. That's fair. I think that Jess and Callum, I think that makes sense for like what the public would think. Everyone thinks Callum is super hot. Right. And Molly is obviously very attractive. Mm-hmm. Sophie and Josh, though. Yeah. You know, Sophie and Josh kind of remind me of physically Mm. Nathan and Kara. Oh, I could see that a little bit. Also, I've been trying to work on my Sophie impersonation. Okay, let's go. Oh, God, I have to think of something to say, though. (laughs) Oh, I just can't do it. (laughs) I have to like hear her do it before I can say it. She's just like, I just feel like you're flirting and... You're doing too much, Josh. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very good. Okay. <laughs> okay. The next question is, who is the most argumentative couple? Immediately, Georgia Harrison says that Josh should, should go up. And he's like, no, you guys argue at least twice a day. You guys argue at least twice a day. It's like, <laughs> so wow. All right. He's like, according to my tally. My calculations. <laughs> the math is mathing. It's your turn. So George is like, I don't know why you're trying to knock my relationship down. Josh is getting all pissed off. The Islanders eventually agree in to put Josh and Sophie in first place, Georgia Harrison, Anton second, and Toby and Georgia in third. The public say in first place, Georgia Steele and Toby, second, Georgia Harrison and Anton, and third place, Sophie and Josh. Then, who was the most boring couple? The Islanders decide to say in first, Arabelle and Adam, in second, Jess and Callum, and third, Molly and Tom. I generally actually agree with this. And I'm kind of surprised the public didn't say that. Yeah. But the public say in first, Georgia Harrison and Anton. In second, Georgia Steele and Toby. And in third, Arabella and Adam. To me, this is the public. These are saying this. These are my least favorite couples. They could be. None of these couples are. I mean, Arabella and Adam are kind of boring. But the Georgia's. And their partners, they're bringing all, they're carrying the show on their fucking they're back. They're literally carrying it on their backs. Yeah, you're like right. you've got to right. be kidding me. They're not the most boring couple. I think that they just didn't have an option to vote for who's your least favorite couple, so they did this. Ugh, there okay. was an amazing moment when Jess and Callum are standing up there, and then they're not voted for for that category, and Callum goes, 
we're not argumentative. We're not boring. We're just sexy. (laughs) (laughs) I liked that as well. That was great. I really love him. He's doing a great job this season. I agree. I agree. Our next question is which couple are only staying together to win? Josh says to Sophie that he gets annoyed that people who argue daily say that they argue the most. Stuck on this one. I know. If only Casey was there to be like, um, excuse me, Josh, that was the last question. (laughs) We can't talk about that anymore. (laughs) Time's up. (laughs) Anton asks why he's getting pissed off. He's like, I'm not. They argue about who should go up there, but they end up deciding on Georgia Steele and Toby for number one. Arabella and Adam for number two and Josh and Sophie for number three. And then the public had said Georgia Steele and Toby, number one, number two, Georgia Harrison and Anton, number three, Arabella and Adam. Yeah. I'm a little bit surprised that the Islanders did not put Harrison and Anton up there. Yeah. Me too. Especially with what happens later with between Josh and Georgia, but Mm-hmm. I don't know. The next question is which couple is least likely to work romantically on the outside and the Islanders choose Georgia Steele and Toby as number one, Arabella and Adam as number two, and Georgia Harrison and Anton as number three. It is that was all correct, but um Georgia Harrison and Anton were actually two and Arabella and Adam were three, so those two are just switched. Right. And then which couple have the most one-sided relationship? The Islanders say that number one is Georgia Harrison and Anton. Number two is Georgia Steele and Toby. Number three is Josh and Sophie. The public agree with those first two, but their third place vote was Arabella and Adam. Again, it's just the public constantly just picking their least favorite couples for each one of these. They just hate Georgia and Georgia. They hate the Georges and they hate Arabella. And it's fascinating because those three literally carrying the season on their backs. What would this be without them? Just like Molly being like, I love Tom. (laughs) Yeah, boring. (laughs) Cause drama. Okay, the next question is who is the most intelligent couple? This is always, I always love this question because so many of them and it it dawns on me and I'm not saying people who don't get degrees are unintelligent. Obviously, there are lots of intelligent people who do not have degrees, but mm-hmm. most of these people do not have college degrees. Well, because they say that they go, oh, right. Georgia Steele and Toby because they both have degrees. Right. And it's very funny. I'm like, oh, my God. Right. You guys are so hot. You don't need to learn. Well, also, they're <laughs> all like so young that they should be in college currently if they were. That's true true some of them yeah definitely some of them yeah but okay so so the islanders say georgia harrison anton in first in second jess and callum and third arabelle and adam the public say in first place molly and tom in second georgia harrison anton and third and arabelle and adam and i just want to say i don't know if you saw this ari but casey put out a really funny tiktok about this after this question came out of course i did not see it he posted a bunch of quotes from tom casey was like it's hilarious to me that the public thought tom is smart because and then he listed a bunch of things that tom has said 
and it was all like it was very funny <laughs> i can't remember any oh, of the specifics stupid. yeah it was just like stupid little thoughts well sophie thought it was funny too she goes to read out the results and she immediately starts laughing, laughing. And she's like i'm so sorry i'm just laughing at the number one <laughs> i don't think that any of the islanders are like that obviously unintelligent so i had a hard time placing them in my own head but usually there's always like one that i'm like not a lot going on up here yeah and that one is molly and tom or callum and jess i don't think that they're unintelligent just just a little bit yeah but i don't i don't think that callum or molly or tom or they don't appear unintelligent to me but I don't know. Caleb yeah. seems kind of smart. He seems really mature. Callum does not seem smart, Mara. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What kind of tradesman is he? Or did he used no to be? Idea. I wonder. No idea. All right. The Instagram and- tradesman. Yeah. Instagram oh, tradesman. And he always had a cook. An influencer. I know. Now no, he is. he's not. Yeah. Well, anyway. Anyway, I don't know. It's hard to tell. They don't ask anything like they don't ask the Islanders to be smart on the show. That's not required. So it's hard to tell who's actually intelligent. Correct. Anyway, next, which couple is most likely to cheat on each other? Toby says, I would never cheat. Our Arabella's like, really, Toby? He's like, I've never cheated. I've never cheated. Our Arabella argues with the Islanders about all of this. She is playing a strong, I'm loyal babe play. She's like, I have not had my head turned once in this villa. And all I could think is if I was Adam, I would be like, well, that fucking sucks. Yeah. Because that just means that you ended up with me because all the other people that you were with left you. Mm, Good point. Good point. But the Islanders know that Adam has cheated. So they end up putting Arabelle and Adam in first place, Josh and Sophie in second, and Georgia Harrison and Anton in third. Then the public say in first place, Georgia Steele and Toby. In second, Sophie and Josh. And in third, Arabelle and Adam. Toby – says he knows how much it hurts to be cheated on and he would never do it. Do you feel like he's just fucking blatantly calling out Chloe? I mean, it has to be about Chloe. Right? It has to be about her. How crazy was this? Very crazy. And I was like, I need more information. (laughs) Where is Chris when you need him? (laughs) Where is Chloe when you need her? I know. Where the fuck is Chloe? Uh, the next is who is the most game playing couple? Anton mentions to Georgia Harrison that Josh said something about her this morning. Arabelle then argues for Toby and Georgia Steele to not be up there because if Toby were playing a game, he would have just stuck with Arabella. I think this is generally true. They would have had less adversity to overcome. Narratively, mm-hmm. Josh argues for Georgia Harrison and Anton to go up there because Georgia Harrison went for Anton and then kept dropping him for other people. Georgia's like, I nope, this is not true. I never dropped Anton for anyone. And she heard that Josh was talking about her behind her back anyway. He denies doing that. He says, I'll just tell you to your face. I'm honest. And Georgia's like, you're just trying to put this negative spin on me and Anton's relationship. Josh then asks everyone else if they want to speak to this. No one does. It's like this very like aggro testosterone moment. Callum then argues that Georgia Steele and Toby should be up there because they know they knew each other before the show. And I was like, this is what everyone was saying about you and Molly when this show started. <laughs> I don't think he knows that, but that narrative was there, at least from well, us. It was ridiculous <laughs> because they all fucking knew each other before the show. Exactly. 
Exactly. There was also some stuff where like, you know, Georgia Steele went on games and when she saw Toby, she said, hi, it's nice to meet you. And and people were using that as proof that like Georgia Steele and Toby like had set this all up. I'm like, that's not fucking proof. Of course she knew who Toby was. She was lying when she went on games. That's all that was. Correct. Duh. Anyway, Callum says he's just trying to look at this from an outsider's perspective. Georgia Steele and Toby are getting pissed off. They don't want to stand in first place. They decide to stand second. Callum says it doesn't make a difference who stands there. And Toby's like, right, so someone else can do it. <laughs> Great comeback. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Then somebody else can do it. He's like, you get up here then. Nobody wants to. So the Islanders put Georgia Harrison, Anton in first, Georgia Steele and Toby in second, and Arabella and Adam in third. The public say in first is Georgia Steele and Toby, in second, Georgia Harrison, Anton, and in third, Arabella and Adam. Again, the least favorite couples. Like they keep popping up. Well, and then of course Josh is like, oh, like if we if you had just stayed where we told you to stay, then we would have gotten all three right. Right. Rude. It was interesting to me that like Georgia Steele and Toby decided to take a stand at this point. Yes. I think it was just like so much, like one thing after the other, but I think that they could have benefited from just like sucking it up that whole game. I know. I I mean, I liked how they were dealing with it originally. They were really taking it on the chin. They were laughing about it. They just continued doing that. Like it was so close to the end here when they like got upset about it. Yeah. It's like you were so close. I know. It sucks. But Anton says that Josh didn't have Georgia Harrison's back and he's pulling them down to push himself and Sophie up. That is where we leave our episode. So do you want to go ahead and get into our awards, Ari? I do want to do that, yes. All right. Who was your MVP this week? This week my MVP was Sophie. I just felt like she was like kind of the main character of these episodes a little bit. Maybe like the narrator. She was was just very present and involved in everything without making herself look bad in any way. That's good. I like that. Who was yours? I gave it to Toby and Georgia Steele as a couple. I feel like they're they're driving home this very like for the right reasons approach. Despite obviously them being in the bottom with a lot of these public opinions, I think maybe they can earn some favor with how they're dealing with things from now on. And just continue to wave that for the right reasons flag above their own heads. Exactly. Exactly. Who was your most toxic islander? I gave it to Josh. Just because I felt like he was – I don't know. He just got, like, so mad about, like, a lot of stuff. And it was just felt like, why? Who gives a shit? I don't know. Well, what about you? I found Arabella just to be, like, kind of annoying these episodes. Yes. Specifically in the game when she was like, I have to be up there for most intelligent. Like, I've had so many experiences. Like, I'm backing myself on this one. I was right. Just like, she was so, she was pretty I annoying i agree <laughs> but i didn't actually find her to be toxic yeah fair uh what was your most shocking moment my most shocking moment was toby calling out chloe for cheating yes that was also mine wild yeah so chloe then said on her pod okay so she didn't really address it directly but so right toby says that he hated getting cheated on and he would never cheat and then chloe put out this clip on her pod of her talking to millie and she says i've been cheated on by everyone i've ever dated which implies that obviously that toby cheated on her and so i'm like what 
is going on? <laughs> Did they just cheat on each other? Is Toby... Well, no, because Toby would never cheat, Mara. Right. And like what impression, what does he have, what cognitive dissonance is he ra- grappling with in his mind? Because the conversation that he had had, I don't even remember who it was with earlier in the season. Georgia Harrison. Thing. Okay. Remember? Sheila was like pulling it out of him. I remember the conversation, but I did not remember it was with Georgia Harrison. But it, yes, it was very much like, well, what exactly happened? Did she just go out and was there cheating? He was like, it just, he wasn't willing to really say. And I'm like, something has happened and he's not saying her name now, but it feels very fucking clear that that's who he's talking about. Yes. And something happened between then and now for him to be like, actually, I'm not going to protect this. I just am going to fucking blow it all up. Yeah. Yes, definitely. My goat, Tyreek. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was interesting. And I want I want more information about that one. Me too. Mara, what was your LOL moment? Just like the heart rate results I thought was pretty funny. I thought it was funny how they kept being like, it's a game. It's just a game. It's just a game. It's just a game. like white knuckling. Yeah, it. Like, that was funny. Yeah. What about you? I didn't think anything was like an LOL moment, but I have two moments that made, or three actually moments that made me laugh a little bit. Mm -hmm. The first was Eve having everyone come up one by one or like in the uh, groupings that she preferred to have all those conversations with her while she just sat up on the terrace. Second was Callum being grilled by Sophie Mm. when he brought up the issue that led to that whole Eve bringing people up onto the terrace conversation. And then third was Sophie laughing when she saw that Tom and Molly had been voted the number one smartest couple in the villa. That was good. That was good. What about your finalist predictions? Boring, boring, boring. Same as they've been the past few weeks. I'm going to give it to Tom and Molly, Georgia Steele and Toby, Sophie and Josh and Georgia Harrison and Anton. What about you? Based off of what the public's opinion is, I'm giving it to Molly and Tom, Callum and Jess, Josh and Sophie maybe Georgia Harrison and Anton. The reason that I'm keeping mine the same is because I have a feeling that whittling it down to the top four is going to be more of like an Islander decision. Yeah. And then the public vote will determine the winner. So I don't think that Georgia Steele and Toby or Georgia Harrison and Anton will win, but I can imagine them being in the top. Yes. I agree. Okay. Well, I guess we're just going to have to keep tuning in and we'll find out together. We only have two more episodes of this for you guys. We're coming down to the final stretch. And then please don't forget, if you are a UK listener, that we are going to be re-airing our recaps of Love Island games on the UK schedule when they start coming out on ITV. So don't be sad, even though this is coming to an end. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Yeah. Because we have game recaps coming your way and you're gonna love games games is so good games is very good so good (laughs) anyway cannot wait to chat with you on thursday see you then bye thank you so much for listening please follow us at she's got the chat on instagram and tiktok rate and review us on spotify or apple podcasts can't wait to chat next week Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.